Patrick, guess what came in the mail today? Oh, what? Yeah. Stick it in! Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the post-vacation episode of the MBK Productions podcast. I'm your host, Mac. Joining here as usual by my co-host and soon-to-be meeting co-host in November. We're fucking flying through. Kristen, aka Miss Flamingo. How are you doing today, Kristen? I'm good. You read, You hope you enjoyed your vacay. You enjoyed yes, your got, vacay? Yeah, I got plastered. I had two double shots of whiskey, a single whiskey, three beers, and I passed out on the floor on Tuesday night. So I say it was a good Oh, my I tried a lot of new food. I tried a lot of new food. Like, dude, I don't know if you ever had Jersey Mike's. That shit's good. Like, I don't know. Jersey bowl. Mike's is yummy. I was Did like, you know that uh, Danny DeVito is now the spokesperson for da- Jersey Mike's? I saw a billboard on him of him. Well, on once the- you come to Jersey, they're going to be all over. And fun fact, he is from New Jersey. Oh, so is he going to be at your wedding? I mean, if, uh, if Danny DeVito wants to pull up with a Jersey Mike's truck, why not? Yeah. But we're joined here by a returning guest star. The last episode we had him on, which which episode did we have this man on before? I, uh, the, the Thor. Um, oh, Love and Thunder. We Love had him Thunder. on for that. And then we also had him on to discuss um something else as well. I kind of forgot. But it, it is our good friend, James, a.k.a. I am James Shaw. Welcome back to the show, James. It's a pleasure to join you guys to uh, talk about this wonderful movie. Yeah, I'm just excited to talk about Barbie because that's today's topic, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I saw this by choice. I wasn't dragging King, I swear. I swear. I think it was all by curiosity because of Barbenheimer because that's the big topic and and marketing tool that the film has been using. So, uh, James, do you want to dive into what you've been up to lately on your... um, your Instagram page and what you've been watching in general. Yeah. Uh, so the last uh, movie I seen was uh, well, I think recently I saw the Meg two, and we have to talk about that. But shortcomings was absolutely incredible movie. Uh, I didn't really know anything about it, and uh, you know, directed by Randall Park, and such a such a great great movie. And it's one of the reasons why I love why why I love and prefer doing indie indie movies you know you get uh you get a little something different from those you know you get the little uh, the story great writing great acting you know a little bit of emotional stuff involved so yeah other than that just uh just been trying to do as much movies as i can you know just do it for the people you know movies right. are expensive time is precious like to save uh like to save either for people if i can Right, right. I totally agree with that. But not also you watched Shortcomings, um, but you also watched Twisted Metal. I saw your review for that. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Saw saw Twisted Metal. Um, It it worked in its favor that they released every episode at once. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't think I would have like waited every week to to watch it. Um, But overall, yeah, I was actually pretty satisfied with it with the hope that they get a sequel. They don't do a season two. Um, I think it's gonna be all for nothing, uh, given how it ended. Yeah, yes, I, I agree. I, I finished it on uh, my vacation last Friday, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It does have its problems. Like I feel like sometimes the character with Quiet and John, they have too many of like um, on it, like too many like moments of like they're friends, and then one thing happens, and you have to go back to cursing at each other, and then they go back to being friends again. I'm like, ah, I wish there was a little bit more consistent. Although I will say. Uh, Sweet Tooth 
please get him more in season two because Jesus Christ, I was like, I was, I was a little uh, iffy to have Will Arnett be the voice of season two, but oh my god, it works. And then Samoa Joe's body right. work is just even funnier. Yeah, I, oh yeah, absolutely. I think Will Arnett does does not get enough credit as an actor for a lot of different things, mm-hmm. but I love the fact that he gave twisted metal a voice and just somebody who was just like flamboyant and like dark and dorky at the same time and so theatrical of that's that's probably the best word that describes how showmance he is as a character i will say with twisted metal if you whoever's listening to this if you're a fan of the games it has its moments where you're like, okay, that's Twisted Metal, but I really say it doesn't really feel like Twisted Metal until like the last episode because there's Definitely. a fight. There's a fight. Yo, you, oh, you watched it, Kristen? I did. Oh shit. Okay. Uh, but I, I thought you didn't watch it, but um, it, yeah, I really feel like it. I felt like the end there, and everyone does a good job. But I definitely, I I hope that it's season two because that ending, I was like, oh, okay. Bye. Yeah, it was all leading up to that. I was really excited for nev campbell but knowing she only appears in the first and the last episode i was like well okay hopefully she can give us more if we get a season two so um but james are you a person who enjoys a show where all the episodes are released or every week because i know you're also a fan of yellow jacket jackets and uh how did you feel about the latest season uh yellow jackets was I enjoyed it. I didn't like it. Uh, I I didn't love it much of the first season. Mm-hmm. I think what I think what's going to happen with Yellow Jackets, and I noticed it in this season, is they're they're trying to spread this out to four or five seasons. So I get it, the popularity is I get it's very popular, but I think a lot of the they dragged on a lot of a lot of sto- uh, a lot of the story. Um, and they, they gave us what two less episodes, and some things were just dragging on and on and. When they do an ATs, like certain episodes, the, the thing we want to see is at the very end of the episode. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm like, come on, you know, like, it, yeah, I feel like it could have been better. I think they're going to run into a problem, though, if they try to do three, four seasons, they're going to lose steam. Um, mm-hmm. I, I kind of noticed they start losing steam kind of towards the, like, in the middle. And for me, honestly, towards the end, they lost a little bit of steam. Still enjoyed it, but definitely not as much as the first season. I agree because I know we talked about the season a little bit from time to time when it aired every week because I also watched it as well and I do think season one is definitely stronger than two and I think if they go past the season three I think season three should be the last season if they go past another season then I'm going to feel like what else is there to tell in this forest and the area that they're in I mean they were only lost in the forest for like a little less than a year from what i can recall so like what else is there to tell i mean i hate to spoil the the season two finale but basically the house that all the uh the girls and some of the other people were living in burns down so what else is there to tell after that then do they all go just go hide in a cave and just starve i mean what else is there we lost a major character last season so of season two so i don't know how much we can tell anymore and how much they can get away with some of the mysterious things that happened on the show right right and i said you know my my patience is gonna get you know i love i like him but i have no loyalty so if if it started getting you know bullshitting i'm I'm gonna call him out hey man 
this is a BS now. So I'm definitely gonna, as I love them, I appreciate the partnership that we have, but I gotta be honest, if it starts getting, starts dragging and season three starts falling off the cliff, then I better be it. But if I, they get four and five and all the water they rescued at this point, it's gonna be like season four. Like, come on, like you said, it's been what, yeah, less than a year. You got, they, they gotta speed it up. So next, right. season, next season, I'm gonna be a lot more critical. Um, just this for forewarning. So now, are there any movies that you're excited to see for the rest of the year? Because I know we've had some recent changes over the last, I want to say month because of the strike going on. But for the rest of the year, are there any movies that you look forward to seeing? Uh, I, I know I already seen already seen Gran Turismo. Um, I, I don't. I, I don't, I don't know if there's really nothing I'm really excited to see because like I said before, like this is more of a job for me, right? So I really, I, I pretty much go to everything and I don't like to go in with like crazy expectations because that's when you're going to be either very disappointed. Uh, so I just go in like, hey, Blue Beetle's coming out. Great. I'm going to go see it. I'm not expecting, you know, expecting much from it. I like to go in with, um, you know, lowered um, expectations. I think that uh, it makes the movies hopefully more enjoyable for me. Uh, if I go in, if I go in like that, but uh, yeah, that, 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 yeah, not really excited for for really anything. I just don't, I don't know. There's not a lot of, it's not like even a, there's a lot of movies coming out, but nothing's like sticking, sticking. You know, like I think Barbie's gonna continue to to destroy the box office. I don't see anything that's gonna dethrone it. You know, so yeah. What about yep. you guys? Um, how's Gran Turismo? Because I was thinking about seeing that. Good <laughs> Gran Turismo. Um. The marketing didn't didn't work for me, but the movie was actually really really great. And if you don't really know kind of about the guy's story, it's actually it's actually probably about ninety like ninety eight percent you know accurate from what the, the guy's real story is. And um, yeah, g- great acting, uh, surprisingly pretty emotional at times. I was like, well, I really really felt invested um, into this guy's story, and it's cool that he himself plays a stunt double in his own movie. So I think it's a remarkable story. Uh, that this guy did, you know, going from, you know, playing his video game to being a real, real racer. And uh, yeah, they definitely did a job. But to me, the marketing didn't work. But um, if marketing sold you, the movie's going to be the movie's gonna be better than what the marketing did. But yeah, I definitely recommend uh, Grand Turismo. Probably, probably the biggest surprise of the year for me so far is that hmm. movie. Well, I must say the marketing has been a challenge for them, given the fact that no, the actors right. can really promote the film, so they only have to go off of. Well, they weren't promoting footage. the film in the. They, were, they weren't promoting the film in the first place. This movie was just like we'll just tuck this in August. <laughs> they were. Right. Really they were doing... like, well, they did like a almost like an eight minute thing, and before I watched the Spider Verse, they did like a special preview for that. For like, mm-hmm. like they did like a mini interview mm-hmm. with some of the stars of the film, and then they did like the trailer, and then Spider Verse you know came on and then now that the writer's strike not the, the writer's strike and the screen actors strike is going on now the actors can do it and this goes you know not just for like Gran Turismo it's going with all the films so uh right. you know I guess it kind of might help with the marketing that you know they're just going off because if your word of mouth is like you know James you have a very strong word of mouth if you know if it's good right. people are going to watch it because you have a right huge following <laughs> And, and yeah, I'm sorry, but it's no, go ahead. And that's what I'm like that they're doing. They pushed the release date, the release uh, date back about two weeks, so they're doing you know advanced screenings. So basically, they're using us. So they can't you know since they since the actors can't market it, they're using us and 
kind of felt a little weird about that. You know, like, just stick to your original release date. You know, so you're getting free marketing basically from us now, right? Uh, because, you know, you, you you can't promote the movie. So, I don't know, I was a little salty about that. I think a lot of movies are going to do that. They're going to, you know, push things back if there's general, especially because it's got to the Regal Mystery movie. So, if they have, mm-hmm. if there's good buzz at that, they'll probably keep doing that where they'll push it back, but they'll have, like, oh, advanced screening so you can go see it early and you know, help us boost our revenue, you know? So I don't know. I just feel a little weird about that, you know? I don't like just, that situation. And just one last thing. It must, that must be huge for um, what Neil Plonkamp has directed his last movie, Dynamic. I feel like this is a bigger chance to redeem himself after that. Well, you know, his last good film was Chappie, so. Right, yeah. Are you a Chappie person? I am. My brother, yes. Kristen does not like Chappie. Yeah, I'm sorry. I am not a Chappie fan. Oh, it's all, it's all good. Some, we, we love some movies. We hate some movies. I, I, I hate Oppenheimer, but you know, a lot of people love it. So it's Wait, all, it's all whoa, good. whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah, that's right. I commented on your video. I, I saw that. Okay, never mind. Yeah, oh, was, yeah. I, I forgot. You yeah. stirred the tea right there, but that's okay. You have a hot yeah. take, and if you didn't like it, that's okay. Um, yeah. But anyways, uh, Mac, I really want to know what you, what else you have watched on your vacation. What did you watch? All right, so I was a busy boy last week because uh, busy boy and car shopping. I got a little angry, so I needed to blow off some steam. And I went with my family, so I was like, Matt, um, AJ, Amir, what do you want to watch? I'm like, okay. So uh, the first thing we watched together, I had my um, aunt watch Nope for the first time, and she doesn't do thriller movies that well, and she liked it. She liked Nope, so that was pretty good. I feel um, like that's pretty tame, so that's a, that's good. Well, it's she's easily frightened. <laughs> oh, no. uh, then uh, I had him watch the menu, which was hilarious because the scene where um the guy gets his finger chopped off, my both my aunts went. And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I and love I was, the menu. I was the only one laughing when it was like Tyler's bullshit, and that maybe that always makes me laugh, and like it was just funny to me. And <laughs> then like um then I watched Twisted Metal. And then my cousins came and we watched this rom-com movie, Happiness for Beginners. And that was the most generic romantic comedy movie I ever watched. That was like a, it was a Hallmark movie, but with a budget and on Netflix. That's pretty accurate given the fact that they also have the holiday films with Vanessa Hudgens. I feel like. Those are entertaining. This is just boring. It's just like, oh my gosh, middle-aged woman gets out of a relationship, goes on something to find her groove back, meets mutual acquaintance with someone, this case being her brother's best friend since they were kids. And he's like, I've always liked you, whatever your name was. And we're going to have this candy trip. We're going to hate each other first. We're going to like each other by the end. Oh. And, and how then, is uh, Ellie Kel- Kelper in it? You know, she's there. She's there. Oh, she's the main character. I know, she's there. She's just, she's kind of, she has a moment of being unlikable. She's kind of like, I'm a know-it-all, but like, she's not bad. She's just not memorable. And then Luke Grimes, he's, he's all right. He's supposed to be like a doctor. I like Luke Grimes, but. Um, and then the last thing I watched, I watched, um, James commented on this review. I watched the Cody Rhodes documentary on Peacock. Oh, okay. And, yeah. uh, I um when I posted the review, James posted he's like finished the story and that gave me a good laugh because Kristen, if you don't know who Cody Rhodes is, he's no. the son of he's the son of Dusty Rhodes, he's a wrestler. And his main the meme on the uh, internet now is like since he came back to WWE because he left for a bit, he's been like, I gotta finish the story. My dad's Dusty Rhodes. I have to win the WWE championship for him. It sounds cringy, oh. but it, it, it's heartfelt. But like people make fun of him. He's like, 
I have to finish my story. It was it was a good documentary. It was very emotional. If you're not into wrestling, I'd say give it a watch because it is kind of a compelling narrative piece, to be honest. I gave it a I think I gave it an A minus. Wow. I liked it. It's like that was the first documentary I reviewed in God, how many years? It's been a while because I remember one of your last documentaries you reviewed was the David Arquette documentary. Yes, it was. And that was also a wrestling one. So, you know, Mm -hmm. I might do more wrestling documentaries. But yeah, that's what I. um, That's that's your soft spot, I think, is wrestling documentaries. And then there's Barbie. But uh, yeah, that's what I've uh, I've been watching. And uh, yeah. Okay, now what I've been watching is that I started, um, because I've been on this thing since I watched Dawson's Creek. I was like, yes, I watched that previously. Um, I was like, all right, I'm into Joshua Jackson. I want to see what this man is like. So, um, I started the Showtime show, The Affair, and I'm halfway through season one, and I'm really enjoying it. It's like a steamy take of like the adult version of Dawson's Creek, but more steamy. You know, it's like it's interesting, but it's nothing like Dawson's Creek. I should say that, but it's like Joshua Jackson that I'm enjoying, and like. I think he's an actor I've realized who needs to get more like film roles. I know he's done so much television, but I want to see a bit more film. Mm-hmm. He's always done TV. Um, but shout out to Joshua Jackson. Love him now. Um, let's see. I've watched the latest film on Netflix. This is not a Netflix original, but it became a Netflix available on Netflix the same day it was released on video on demand. And that is called river wilds and it's a remake of a or a new take i should say on the meryl street movie that was released back in 1994 and this one stars leighton meester her husband adam brody from the oc and um taryn killam from snl and i enjoyed it I didn't think white water rafting would be this thrilling, <laughs> but it's very, very thrilling. It's like you're these cup these oh, I can't even talk. This one girl who is played by Leighton Meester, she just goes on this trip, you know, she just needs some time to herself. So she goes on a white water rafting trip with her brother and this and this other guy who is like played by Adam Brody. And there's two other girls who join along for the trip and some stuff happens that I'm not going to reveal what, and they got to get one of the girls to safety because um, an event happens and it's this intense thriller where, you know, it's like, are they going to bring the girl to safety? Are they not? Who else is going to get hurt? Who's going to die? Secrets are revealed, you know, it tests the brother and sister dynamic relationship. It's like a really good film that I thought, you know, if I would have seen this in theaters, I would have really enjoyed it too. But I thought it was a really safe, you know, video on demand film. And the only thing I just didn't like about it is that like there's a scene, like the third act has some like, you know, CGI like phoning in like waterfall scenes and the way that this the climactic scene ends didn't do it for me because the cgi felt so 
terrible, but everything else leading up towards it was very, very good. So uh, I enjoyed that. I'm also watched Twisted Metal as well. Um, and then um, I'm about to watch the last season of High School Musical, the musical, the series. I'm excited to see that conclude. And then I also am about to start after watching this, the new season of Only Murderers in the Building. So nice. that's what I watched. Nice. Not too much since we last spoke. You don't say. Yeah. And, oh, I'm seeing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles tomorrow too. Hey, can that's I fine. kick? Can I yeah. kick it? Yes, you can. Can I kick it? Yes, you can. I like that trailer. Yeah. Well, now Ninja Turtles is good. You, you, you enjoy. I'll have to bring some pizza to the film. Fun fact, my mom is friends with uh, the actress who played April in, I think, the second movie, Paige Turco. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I sent her a message on Instagram, like, please come on the podcast. We're Springfield people. We can have you on. It'll be a hometown reunion. Oh. But anyways, uh, that's what we've been watching. Let us know, y'all, what you've been watching in the comments down below. For now, let's jump in to the pinkish world of Barbie. This is Barbie Land. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Ken. I can't believe how great this place is. Let us show you. Ready for fun? Yes. Okay, ladies, let's do this. Hold my ice cream, Ken. Here I go. Can I sit in the front? No. All right. So today we're going over the hit phenomenon, the second highest grossing film of the year, which we'll get to in a bit. That being 2023's Barbie, directed by Greta Gerwig, and it's based on the Mattel property of the same name. We follow uh, Barbie, 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 and Ken, 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 and Alan in the world of Barbie Land, and they go out to the real world and try to figure out what's going on and say, see if they can save Barbie Land. So this movie has been in development since uh, 2014. Um, actually, this film was actually announced back in 2009. So they didn't start development in 2014. They went through a few people um, with uh, Amy Shooter, Amy Schumer. Being, uh, yeah, that would have been terrible. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, Amy Schumer and Hathaway being uh, replaced with uh, Marco Robbie and Greta Gerwig was brought in to be the director and one of the writers and we were blessed with it. We got the first trailer. Everyone's like, okay. Brian Gosling was casted as one of the Kens. Trailer came out. Everyone's like, okay. And then it coincides with the release of Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer and it began the phenomenon of Barbieheimer with two completely different films. One that's brightly pink, the other one's grim and dark and released on the same day. People made the trek to go see both movies the same day, and it was dubbed Barbieheimer Day, and that was probably the best thing for the box office since pre-COVID era. But we've all seen Barbie, and we all have our opinion on it, and Barbie's a little divisive. You got one half people saying it's just woke feminist garbage, while the other people saying it's just Barbie, have fun with it. Where do we fall on the spectrum? We're going to find that out today. So I'll start with James. James, mm -hmm. what did you think of Barbie? I, I I love 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 Barbie. Um, I I initially when Amy Schumer was cast, I was like, "This is gonna." It, I knew that it would bomb. This. If she was cast, no offense to her or people who like her, but I knew I was like, "Yeah, this is gonna bomb." If she's playing the particular Barbie, not not a fan. But Margot Robbie came aboard. Greta Gerwig, I knew right there. We're we're gonna have it, it's it's gonna be better than people were expecting. And uh, when I saw it, yeah, I was absolutely uh. 
blown away by blown away by the movie. I, I don't know what I if I had if I was to make a Barbie movie, I don't know if I would came up with this story. Uh, but I'm not you know that's why I'm not writing it. Or AI probably couldn't come with the story, so paying the writers. Uh, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I love lo- lo- love the movie. Um, I know people want to you know these guys don't want to watch it. I, I, what, I love, what I love what I love about it too is like it's sort of a litmus test for relationships. And uh, I'm like, hey, I would pass it because I, I I went to Barbie on I voluntarily went and uh, had had a, had a great time with the movie. So yeah, I, I love Barbie. All I want to say, I was extremely excited for Barbie until. Did you play? I'm sorry. Did you play with Barbies growing up? I did play with Barbies growing up. I was in that phase when Bratz was like introduced too, so I both had Bratz and Barbies. So like, Bratz was like introduced more when I was about seven years old, but then I had Barbies when I was like three or four years old. You know, I had I had the ones that were passed down from like family members and what my mom had. And then of course, you know, I got my own Barbies and I had my favorite Barbie dolls and you know, I had like a little Barbie, you know, uh Herbie car that I loved and it was pink. And I had like the little carrying case where you can carry the clothes in it and um I loved Barbie and I loved the fashion that it was and going into this I was very very excited I wasn't first excited about it when first Amy Schumer was attached because it was revealed that you know she was going to make pretty much Barbie the butt of the joke you know for the film and it was going to be totally different I think from what um Greta Gerwig had done and it wasn't going to be like an feminist take that like, you know, how Barbie is. It would have been like, it sounded like it was just going to be like this stupid take on a popular toy and just not deliver anything. But mm-hmm. then, you know, we had Anne Hathaway and then I was like, I don't know how I feel about Anne Hathaway being Barbie. But then I was like, you know, heard that Margot Robbie was going to play barbie i was like oh my god she is barbie if you look at her she's gorgeous she's beautiful she's blonde she's a great actress she's got you know the style she's a she's really become a character actress you know from being harley quinn and you know playing in you know wolf of wall street so she's and she's done so many roles since wolf of wall street that you know make her a star and you know with this film i thought this was going to be the perfect, you know, role for her. And she nails it, I believe, as Barbie. She embodies what Barbie is and what, you know, is more of her. And then when I heard Ryan Gosling was attached, I was like, I'm sold. I don't need nothing else. Ryan Gosling was also a perfect, perfect Ken. He, you know, got his hair blonder. And... I love what he did with this character of Ken, which we'll go into more of. Um, But I really dug this movie. I've seen this movie twice now. And I want to say after the second time I saw it, I loved it. And it's probably becoming like in my top, I don't want to say 20, but maybe top 15 movies Mm -hmm. of the year. So I loved it. I really want to see it again. I have Barbie fever, so I got a good case of it. So I can't wait to talk more about this film. Mac, what are your thoughts on Barbie? Listen, I was going to bat for it because I was like, okay, live action Barbie, 
It's probably be like Fat Albert. They go to the real world, or it's gonna be all in the Barbie land. I was kind of half and half right. Um, I know people were like, "Oh, it's gonna be dumb," but I actually was defending this film. I said, "Like, hey, you know, I think Greta Gerwig, she's a good director. Um, she's really gonna make it like a little bit poignant and everything. It's gonna be like a meta type film." And I saw it on the first day of vacation, and I, I enjoyed it. There was moments where I was like, "Okay, you know," it kind of lost me with it, but I was laughing way too hard at some of these jokes, like. The, the the pregnant Barbie joke, I laughed the loudest and it was quiet in the theater. So I felt like an asshole, but it was funny. It just, I don't know, like, because I didn't know that was a Barbie. I like pregnant Barbie. I didn't know that was a Barbie, but I like Alan, though. Alan, Alan was, like, is great. Did oh, you yeah. know that uh, Emerald Fennel from the girl who directed uh, Promising Young Woman was Midge? Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, she I mean, her and uh, Greta Gerwig are friends. So, uh, interesting. But I, I enjoyed Barbie. I thought it was a, uh, it's definitely like it's not deep. Like with with me, I loved Oppenheimer, and Oppenheimer let me like really retrospectively like thinking about everything. Barbie just got me feeling all happy. So this was a good film to see after Oppenheimer because Oppenheimer did leave me a little bit depressed and everything. But like Barbie was good. It's you know it's colorful. It has fun with it. Everyone's having fun with it, and I think it's great. Um, the runtime was a little bit. They could have cut off a little bit of that in it. But, you know, it, it was just fun. It was funny. And it's just a good summer movie. I think for Barbie to come out in the summer, it worked to its advantage because it's a perfect type of summer movie. You can literally take you take your friends to it, see it unironically, ironically, or, you know, it, it's, it's fun. I had fun with it. I think it goes pretty deep with its themes and what it wants to say. And let's get into Margot Robbie. Uh, James, what did you think of Margot Robbie? I thought, yeah, I thought she embodied the, 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 I guess the iconic, I guess the rendition we all know of Barbie. Like you think of well, classic Barbie, I think Margot Robbie would probably be your first, uh, your first impression. I'm sorry, your first thought. Uh, and yeah, ever since kind of Wolf of Wall Street, I was first, I was hesitant to Wolf of Wall Street, but when she started doing, I forgot that historical film that she did. And of course, I, no, 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 the the little war, like a war one. She was she she played opposite uh Cersei Ronan. Um, oh yeah, that yeah, movie. yeah. Yeah. So once when she did that, like I kind of said, okay, she actually really she's not just a you know not just good looking. She really does have, have the talent. So I knew I knew in Barbie, and I knew that she you could tell that she believed like uh, in in this movie. You know, you could just tell everybody believed in it, but you could tell Margot Robbie really wanted you know this movie. Uh, to to succeed, uh, way 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 her performance was. Uh, but yeah, I thought I thought it was a perfect choice. Um, I you couldn't ask for anybody else to be the particular uh, Barbie besides Margot Robbie. So I was very impressed. I hope that he gets an Oscar nomination. Not expecting a win for her, but hopefully um, at least a nomination. Um, I think I think she she deserved that. So because I don't think anyone thought. That I mean, we do performance would be good, but I don't think anyone thought it was going to be to this level. Yeah, that it was. I like her more in this than I actually do than her Harley Quinn character because, like I said, it, she's becoming more right. of a character actor, really getting into the heart and soul of what she wants to play. And I think with right. her Barbie character, she really does embody of Barbie, and I do see her getting an Oscar nomination, not getting right. the uh, award itself. I do think right. though. Right. Um, she could, I, and I think the film has a really strong chance of winning more Golden Globe nominations than it does Oscars. 
not being said, uh, I think the film, once it comes to Oscar season, is going to win a lot of technical awards, that being like the set design, the costume design, hair design, all those little categories. Uh, I think not little categories, they're all major categories, but uh, I think it's going to win those categories. But the only person I see act in the acting category that could win is Ryan Gosling. Um, but that being said, Margot Robbie is hand down like one of my favorite parts of this film. So uh, that being said, she also had 40 costume changes in the film. And did anybody count? Because I was counting in the seat the second time I watched it because I saw that. Nah. Confirmed. And nah. I was like, okay, I was like, ooh, 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 which one I like better, which one I like more. Uh, Mac, what did you think of Margot Robbie as Barbie? She did good. I always think that she's a good actress. I do like her in Harley Quinn, although Birds of Prey is terrible. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I liked her in I, Tanya. I think that was her big like role. Like, oh my gosh, she actually can act. Because I think up to that point with me, I'd seen her in Wolf of Wall Street. I'm like, oh, you're just the, the, the Scorsese girls. That's cool. Um, then she did Focus with Will Smith, and that was that was a movie. Um, I then, forgot you know, so- that was even a movie, but I was like, oh yeah, she was with Will Smith. Um, then she did I, Tanya. I'm like, okay, the, she's a good actress, and I liked her in Bombshell. And yeah, I think when I think of anyone actress who played Barbie, she is one of that actress, and she was just having fun with this. I think with like her delivery and just like her energy with it, she was definitely happy. Like this is something that she probably wanted to do when she was little, because she like you know she just embodies Barbie, and it was just really fun. And when it comes to awards, though, it will probably be nominated for some Oscars because I mean it made a billion dollars. It's in a billion dollar club, and that's rare. And considering this year that it's toppled an MCU movie being number two. Like in a year, because the MCU is not getting a billion dollars this year. If you're thinking the Marvel's getting a billion dollars, you need to test, play the lottery ticket or something. But um, I think it's gonna. Greta's probably gonna get a nomination for best director. I said that last week actually when we had uh, Dom from Talking TV on. I said I think she Greta has a strong chance of getting yeah. nominated. I say Ryan Go- Ryan Gosling will definitely be nominated for Best Supporting Actor with the uh, Golden Globes. Um, maybe the production design will get a nomination because I do say I do like the production design for it. Uh, mm-hmm. But it, maybe it's on track or score. But there's a few stuff with this movie that's in the air. But Best Picture, it's not winning Best Picture. If it wins Best Picture, then I will literally eat a crayon. No, yeah, I it is going to be nominated Best Picture. I definitely no, I, I see that. I, no, I think it's going to be nominated for Best Picture, but it won't win. Right. Yeah, it's not gonna. It's not gonna win. It's not gonna win. I think this year. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised to me when we see the twenty twenty four Oscars that both Barbie and Oppenheimer is nominated. But, um, I do think though, uh, production, like I said earlier, production design has a strong chance of winning. And knowing the fact that they there was a pink shortage, sor- did you hear about That's, that? There was that was funny. That was yeah. so funny. And I'm someone who loves pink and stuff. So like, I was like, wow, the Barbie movie caused a pink shortage. I'm like, this is going to be awesome. I'm like, can't believe how many, how much pink is in that movie. And I like loved that. But when my fiance saw it, he's like, how much pink could there possibly be in the world? And I was like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> There's just so much pink everywhere. And I really liked that. Um, but I really want to shout out Ryan Gosling. Cause he- of course you do. Well, he is, and I must say, my absolute favorite part of this entire film, I think. He steals the show. And I said this in my TikTok when one of the 
teaser trailers came out and I said, oh, he's going to steal the show or he's going to steal the film with all those lines. And he does. If anything, you know how I, I mentioned that uh, Amy Schumer was going to take make Barbie the butt of the jokes. And I feel like they do that kind of with Ken. But Ken is just so lovable and head over heels for Barbie. And knowing that Ken only knows one thing and Ken is only made for one thing and that is just to love Barbie and all he knows is beach I just think Ryan Gosling adds so much to this role especially with his facial expressions I think he's on point with his facial expressions like I love his facial expressions and the dance number that happens in Barbie's house it's the uh Dua Lipa song I love his facial expressions when he's dancing around Barbie. It's it's so, so funny. And um, I love what he did with this character. He really made it his own. And I love Ken and the message of what Ken is meant to be for the film, which is, you know, knowing you are enough and knowing that you are more meant to be something just like Barbie is. And... I'm curious to know, James, what you thought about Ryan Gosling as Ken. Uh, well, I don't have as strongest feelings as you do about uh, Ryan Gosling, but no, the performance was good. Um, I think he's yeah. I think I think it's in my review too. I, I expect him to be nominated, but I think he has a good chance. He has this moment to win. Um, but uh, yeah, he down yeah. I think the, the facial expressions really, really, really made, really did it. You know, for me, because again, on the surface, Ken is uh, like I said, as far as I know from Barbie history, my limited experience with Barbies. Uh, yeah, Ken has always been just based on accessories, so it was sort of nice to see um, Ken. We realize that they that's right, like you said, they they can they are they are designed for more than something else, right? They're not just there to be. Bar, uh, be Barbie's lover, but then again, to me, I think that would be a great, great compromise, in my opinion. I would love that job, but uh, but yeah, yeah. I, I like the way I like the way that his his character uh, and all the kids, the way where they transitioned, and without without such strong performance with with Ken Go- uh, Ryan Gosling, I don't think the movie would have been would have been as strong. Um, yeah, he, he definitely needed a good particular Ken, just like he needed good particular Barbie. If those two together. It was it was magic. I don't know if it took one out. Well, the movie worked. You know, I don't know. It worked the way it worked the way it did. So terrific casting, whoever casted everybody, fantastic job. You know, I think uh, it's the small things. Small mm-hmm. things matter, and put it all together, you get success. You know. Yeah, and I just want to say, Mac, before I ask your questions, uh, your thoughts about uh, Ryan Gosling as Ken. But if you enjoy Ryan Gosling. And comedic elements, then you need to watch them in films like uh, Crazy the Stupid nice Love and The Nice Guys. Like The Nice Guys, right. his performance does not get enough credit, I believe. And I believe Ryan Gosling is also a, a great actor who takes on like unique roles and is also a good character actor. You know, um, but yeah, Mac, what are your thoughts on Ken and Ryan Gosling? All right, so me and Ryan Gosling, we share a birthday, so we are on yeah, a do. spiritual level right here. But I always feel like he gets too much uh, discourse as an actor. I always think he's, I think he's a good actor. I think it's just since Drive, which is still my favorite movie he's done. Yes, he's right, been tight. Right. He's been typecasted as like the quiet type guy, and like 
He's a great actor because even I, I don't like La La Land. He was good in La La Land. Blade Runner 2049 is out of this world and needs mm-hmm. to be revisited as like, I, I really hope we get another Blade Runner movie. Um, And him as Ken, when they cast, that first photo, I was like, yes, this is this is what I want because he said, I'm the embodiment of a Ken. Like, I'm just a nobody. Like, I'm just a bum. I'm like, yes, I'm going to see this. And he, he delivered. He was entertaining. He was funny. And- the Kens are kind of a bum because that is brought up as a point when uh they're, when the, I forgot who was asked. I think it was the, the daughter of America Ferreira in the movie. And she goes, where does the Ken sleep? And Barbie goes, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and so the Kens are kind of bums. They have a wardrobe, but they probably are bums. Um, I liked uh Ken um Ken at like Ryan Gosling's performance. It's just like he was also down for this. Like this is a lot more comedic I've seen from him, probably since the nice guys. And it's just it, it works for him, and he definitely will be uh nominated for awards. And he's got some pipes because the song near the end, he was putting his heart into it. Ryan Gosling can sing. I've been saying that for a long time, and Knowing just Ken is probably going to go up against Peaches will be the craziest Oscar uh, show I probably will ever see. And I'm excited for it because Jack Black could be performing Peaches. And then meanwhile, we get Ryan Gosling performing on stage singing just Ken. (sighs) I think that will be like ratings for the Oscar will go through the roof. I have a feeling. And I'm not talking the year that... uh, Will Smith smacked Chris Rock either. I think keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. Uh, James, what are your thoughts on the Barbie soundtrack and just Ken song? I love, I love the soundtrack. Uh, huge, I'm a huge Dua Lipa fan, so I, I love, love that song. I didn't, didn't, wasn't a fan of the Lizzo song. Um, the Ken song, I, I didn't like it initially. But it, it started when I started like listening to the soundtrack. Like, okay, it's it's starting it's starting to grow on me. But overall, I think it's one of the best um, soundtracks um, that that I heard a long time. It kind of goes back to that. Everyone was game for this. Everyone, you know, productions. Like, everyone was game. Even even all the you know, the, the musical artists. You know, you got such good artists on here. I think it's hey, you want to go into the bar? Uh, I need to put you on the Barbie. You know, uh, soundtrack. I sure said, yeah, I'm all in. You know, so I think it took a. Great, great effort from everybody all around, and that's one reason why the movie did so well. You got good A game, you know, great soundtrack, great, great everything. But yeah, I, I enjoyed the soundtrack. I think they said Dua Lipa song was my absolute favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, I just, I just actually bought the soundtrack. Normally, I don't buy soundtracks from you know movies, but I actually, you know, I did buy it. And I'm I like, you know too. what? I'm like, like, it does. I, I like a lot of the songs, you know, a lot of the artists. So I, I, I supported it in that yeah. way as well so yeah i definitely did support it to support it as well i'm happy i am a proud owner of the soundtrack i don't have a vinyl like most people do but i do have a copy of the cd that i'm very happy to own so whenever i do like to listen to it i do like to listen to it um but yeah i the the song i least like in the film is a song by gail i from what i remember it's called butterflies which is my like like, I'm not a fan of Gail, and I'm sorry, and I'm sorry to all the Swifties, because I know Gail is on the Eras tour, but I just, I'm just not a fan of her. I'm sorry. But um, I also don't like the Dominic Fike song. I'm also not a Dominic Fike fan either from, I know, from Euphoria, I know. 
he has a song in the film that is called hey blondie i just couldn't get into that song either but otherwise i pretty much like all the other songs on that soundtrack so uh but yeah uh dua lipa for the win with that as well on the soundtrack because that is also the best song and i like her cameo appearance and speaking of cameo appearances i need to know what you two thought of john cena as a mermaid i couldn't see him i, I could, couldn't I, see I, him. I didn't see him yeah yeah i couldn't see him so i don't know how i gonna get a greater performance on like something i couldn't see I did that to my fiance. Like, like, we both went to that jump in the I was like, yeah. I think of like two good like, comedians. Think I, minds yeah. think alike. I had so, so yeah. I saw the picture and I'm like, okay, so is he like in a real world room? And in, in the theater, he's like, hi, Barbie. I'm like, was that John? I'm like, what the hell? And apparently, Margot like begged him to ask him to do it. And he said he's down, and I think see, that's why I heard I, that he asked Margot. He approached Margot and was really like, see. That's what I like about John Cena. He is more of a comedic actor because he is like a big kid and he's funny. Like him and Blockers and everything that was funny, and then him as Peacemaker was awesome. Like when he does these roles, he's not like the Macho Man. He is funny. That's why he was better in Fast X because he had a little bit of humor to him. But like he he's funny, so I was like, huh, there's John Cena. It's just a floating mermaid in the water. I like how he drinks the beer bottle. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh I love the long hair he also rocks in the film. Like he as a mermaid. I mean, I would have watched him as a little mermaid if Disney had that going on with the little mermaid. Imagine if he were King Triton with that beautiful blonde hair that he rocks in the film hi barbie yeah um but yeah uh i want to get into also the big part about this film is that it's a basically a feminist very feminist film um and that has called a lot of controversy because some people call the film shallow man-hating and i oh god yeah and i don't think it's a man hating film but it talks about the male side of like the hierarchy of that and the patriarchy side but it doesn't ultimately say men bad women dominate no it's the way i saw this movie as is that both are treated equal and should be treated as equals that's the way i at least i saw it and was able to walk away with the film um I'll I'll start with Mac first, and then we'll just go back to you, James. But Mac, what did you think of the controversial parts of that, and what you know? Where's the controversy? Like in what you're going to a movie called Barbie? What the fuck did you expect? Like legit? Like everyone in it's 2023. You're gonna go to a movie that is about doll dolls that was primarily the audience is female. That's like me going into a movie about Hot Wheels and being mad that there's not a single girl in the Hot Wheels movie. Like, okay. Like, there's some girls who play with Hot Wheels. There's guys who play with Barbies. I played with Bratz with my friend as a kid. That's why I I rock Bratz. Where's my Bratz Mm -hmm. movie? A good Bratz movie. Like, where's the controversy? It's just people getting mad for no reason. Like, okay, I will say there were some moments where I'm like, okay, well, you know, but it's Greta Gerwig. Her movies, she has those moments of female empowerment in her movies. And there Mm -hmm. are ways to do that and not be heavy-handed because I'm going to think of a good and bad example. So a good example would probably be Barbie and like Promising Young Woman. Those movies are about 
female empowerment and like that type of female thing. And they have their message really good. And in a bad example of that, I probably would be like Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey is a terrible example of like female power because that one is like, oh no, the 2019 Black Christmas. That's a bad example of woman empowerment. Yeah, that would I would say yeah. is the weaker yeah. example to that. Because um, that that movie was like they treat when movie because with Barbie, I didn't see them have any like they had the guys in the real world, but a lot of the guys that were portrayed in Barbie, they weren't like, oh, they're just stereotypical. Some of them are actually okay, cool, and stuff like that. But like with like Black Christmas, everyone's like, oh no, men bad. We have one friend who's cool, but you know, it's all the men in the patriarchy. Like, no, that that's an example of like terrible pushing a politic view, political view in your movie. In a narrative that in a narrative. I didn't feel that with Barbie. I went in there, I already knew the concert people were, you know, bitching and moaning moaning. And I I went in there and I just had fun with it. I was like, you know, because once again, it's a movie. Like, what part of this movie is going to ruin your day if it's because, so what? Everyone's having fun with it. Get over it. It's more of a fun movie that does look at the cop- topic of feminism and what Barbie is. Like, did they not understand why Barbie was created, hence in the first place? And I saw, like, some of the reasons why Barbie wasn't liked. And some, I'm not going to say who female conservatives came out. It was like, oh, you know, Barbie didn't end up with Ken. I was like, you know, okay, that's understandable. First, I was like, kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, Barbie didn't end up with Ken and whatever. But then I watched it the second time and I was like, it like really got to me. I was like, yeah, Barbie did it never wanted to be with Ken. I feel like, you know, Ken was just Barbie's friend, even if they weren't lovers. Um, But that was one of the reasons why I saw um, like, some of the female conservatives not enjoy it for that aspect. But uh, James, what are your thoughts on the feminist explanation and forward message of it? Uh, you know what? As a guy, I, I try to stick up from, from, from my people, you know? I, I try to, but, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's hard, you know, when a lot of these arguments like, oh, it's, you know, they're, they're, there's not one scene where they're, where they're bashing men. I don't think they even seen the movie to even no. make that argument. I asked them, did you see the movie? Mm-hmm. No, I, I don't need to. Well, we did see the movie because I, I asked them, give me an example in the movie where they're, they're saying, yeah, men, men bad, women good. There, there's no example of that. And hey, then they, then they flip it. Well, after, after it was a movie, after it was about men, you know, bashing women, I was like, why do, why do we have to turn the argument, uh, make it a, a sexist thing, right? Like, it's, right. Barbie's its own thing. Like, it doesn't, well, watch me a movie about men, uh, the opposite, right? People be all up in arms. That's a look, exactly. man. There's fifty. There's fifty billion movies where there's strong, where there's where it's male, male-centric movies. Okay, I'm like why can't we let you know, uh, women have this moment? There's there's fifty. There's fifty and one. You know, what I mean? let them have the one. I don't know. I understand why we need to 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 do all this. You know, I I didn't see none none of those none of those issues that you know people are talking about. Especially if you ever seen a movie. I want to know how can you judge something critically like that. Um, when you haven't seen a movie and like like you're saying Chris and I saw it as like everyone that everyone everyone is equal so you know Barbie land is sort of this you know matriarch society and then our world world it's it's patriarchy and that's that's how it is you know and so that that's it but it should be that everyone at the end of the day I I walked away saying the same thing you did in that we're all we all are we all are equal 
Uh, at least we should be, right? We should be equal. Fortunately, mm-hmm. that's not how our world is, but that's how that's what Barbie was saying that the world should be equal. Each mm-hmm. each male and female, we each have, we each bring something to good things to society. And once if we work together and love and respect each other, the whole world would be would be a better place. That that's the message I think that Barbie mm-hmm. is is trying to is really trying to say. Uh, I just think people see it because it's Barbie and. Uh, but yeah, I didn't. I didn't see none of those issues, and uh, it's just unfortunate that a lot of men don't want to see the movie. Certain men, think you know, what I'm talking about, don't want to see the movie, and I'm like, this is it's a movie. Good, good. You actually might end up liking a movie, but then, then I know they're not going to like it. They already have this this notion that they're you know it's bashing men, but they're sort of picking apart for for uh for reasons that don't matter and that's why i'm kind of glad they don't see the movie because mm-hmm. you're gonna go in and and tear it apart because you're you're pushing your your agenda yeah uh, yeah no, you know that was no, a good, good. No, that was uh, perfect. It goes along with what I was saying I, and what pretty much Mac yeah. was saying too. I yeah. think you nailed I, it. I just think the only the probably the one scene that people were like, oh, this is so feminist would we'll probably have to be America Fair America Fair's uh, speech near the end. Like to yes, give it like a I could like, say like, that. like and I will say I'll give I, that, yeah. yeah, some of the some of that I was like, oh well, you know, it's it's I like I did like a head back. I was like, well, all right, this is probably the moment. And I was like, it happened. I was like, and hey, people, women were clapping in the theater. I was like, oh, you know, you got your message across. That's good. But that's probably the only time I'd say right. something like that and be like, okay, you're putting that in the movie. But that in the context of the scene, that's fine. But I was just like, it's whatever. It's not going to affect me or my day. I'm still enjoying this movie. Right, right. And then if you take that scene alone and say, you know, people do, right? And, yeah. You see headlines, they would just use that one scene to say, see, Barbie movie hates men. And if you have to understand the context, right, of what, what was going on in the movie during that scene, then you understand. But of course, I'm glad that obviously once it gets on, you know, Blu-ray or whatever, or DVD, or people will cut that and say, see, this is proof that the Barbie movie hates men. Da, da, da. But luckily, since it's making so much money, we all would have seen it by then. But like, no, no, no. Talk, look at the whole context. Of what the scene? Yes, I do. Yes, I agree. There might be you could you could interpret that slightly, but did you? But on its own, yes, it looks worse than what it really was. Unless you have the full picture of everything. So. Right, 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 right. Um, before we wrap up, I do want to say the one week aspect I didn't really like. Oh, I didn't even get to mention Alan. I also really loved Alan. I couldn't forget about Alan. I love uh, Alan. Michael Sarah was also really good. I love that. Uh, character in the film he's just alan great just alan just, alan, alan. just enough michael Sarah. Shout out to michael Sarah. i love michael Sarah. there's a thing online it was like they put like a side by side it was like you know scott pilgrim walks so alan can run and i thought that right. was pretty fun funny but uh no but going into it the one weak aspect i didn't like was the will ferrell stuff yeah, that's when I felt like that was yeah. very um. What do you that call was it? that was like too fat Albert for me because I remember the fat Albert movie. He came to the real world and everything. I just felt like that was getting a little too meta. It's like, oh, I'm the CEO of um, uh, you know, Mattel. Yeah, it was just like um, I almost felt like it wasn't almost like necessary, but I get why they included it for the story. But they could have kind of just 
walked away with it it would it didn't really have like a huge impact even though it does a talk about capitalism and so in that sense but yeah. it was that was the only weaker part i had i felt like you know the will ferrell character didn't add much to it but yeah like he was I just said, there he was just there to be will ferrell oh yes oh, he was just there to be will ferrell eventually i just fell out of my chair <laughs> oh no Oh, oh my God, there you go. Um, but I will say one of my favorite sequences in the movie had to be the travel traversing between the real world and Barbie Land. That was funny. That was also really good where they're traveling through all the things. Yeah, I will say one of the aspects I liked about it is that with the production, I loved how it was attention to detail because I feel like Greta Gerwig did play with Barbies, so she knew what to add, like the feet thing. And the, I think what made it funnier to me is just the Barbie physics, where it's like we're taking a shower and it's just nothing coming out, or just like stickers, everything. And they're using Barbie logic. It's kind of like the Lego movie where everything was Lego. Mm-hmm. Right. That's some inspiration from Lego, and fun. And it's funny because Will Ferrell also plays a guy, businessman type, Legoland toys, Barbie Legos. toy. So- so did Barbie oh, rip off the Lego movie? Hashtag questions. I'm not asking. I'm just asking. The questions. Lego movie walks so Barbie could run. That ass. Yeah. I mean, literally, goes, she runs in the film too. I do yeah, like where she's. Go. I do like where she goes. Like, I my feet are weird. They're like flat feet. Ah! Oh, yeah, that ah. scene was funny. There's a lot of good comedic scenes in that film, and there's just there's a lot of good stuff in it. I just yeah. It felt happy, happy happy walking out of the film. So uh, anybody else want to mention anything before we wrap up? Yeah, I was, what, what I mentioned, I love the, the the narration, right? And I love was it Helen was it Helen Mann, right? Yeah, yes. yes. I and I love the little joke. Especially when you know Barbie was crying. A good looking actress. I was like, that's what we're thinking. Like you're you're crying, but you still look very you still look very attractive, Barbie. So I really like how you how Helen made the narration. I didn't expect to be like, oh, this is this could interject little little humor like that. I was like, okay, this 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 that, that works for me. That was really cool. And I did like the kind of the, the interest relationship between the American Ferrer and, and her daughter, right? And it's weird because you know, it was the mom that was like, you you thought the daughter was the one who's like, you know, playing, you know, playing with the Barbies or whatever. That's what, you know, even Barbie thought that it was it was his daughter that was doing you know playing with the barbies but really it was it was the mom that was um you know playing playing with the barbies so i think i wish they would have explored like kind of their relationship more um get rid of some of the wolf feral stuff uh i'm fine with the runtime if they would have cleaned up if they would kind of switch right put more focus on kind of relationship between you know uh america ferrer and her daughter and take away some of the wolf feral stuff i think the i think the the message would have would have hit home more um, but, but yeah, so I just want to mention that Helen Mann thing. I thought that was pretty, pretty funny. Uh, they kinda, it, I didn't expect that, you know? Right. It, lo- it was, it, it was funny. I heard the voice and I go like, is that Helen Mirren? And then the credit <laughs> yeah. said, Helen Mirren. I was like, oh my God, this movie's predicting what I yeah, was Yeah, I totally, I totally didn't expect that. When it started, I was like, what? You got her? I know it's going to be a good movie. I mean, you got her in this too? Yeah. If you look online, there was like some, like a story, somebody shared like a storyboard of like, what was going to be cut and what was cut or what was going to be added and one of the uh cut scenes from the film it looked like it was going to be a post-credit scene and one of the post-credit scenes it was going to be helen mirren uh who shows like her face in the film and it's midge giving birth (laughs) 
and she, I was I like, oh I my like, god. I liked when she was like, we don't talk about Mitch. She was recalled in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, just poor Mitch. But uh, I want to add on to what you were saying about um, the American Fur aspect because she, her character really does, to me, connect with Barbie because in the film, it steals with the ideas of existentialism. And I thought it really did a great job exploring that and just the idea of what it is to be a woman and the the existence of that there's just connection felt strong and I love like like the way is that like in the scene where we're seeing America Ferrera in like the office and she's drawing what how she feels and it's how Barbie feels like I love the way their just connection worked. It's just, right. to me, there was like, it felt magical in a way and just felt very kiddish like in a way, but also took itself very maturely. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to add on what you were saying about that, James. Um, but anything else before we give some- uh, So I will say, so Mattel does have a plan to make a lot of stuff. What Mattel property would you want C made to a movie? Because they're already doing the Minecraft movie. Jason Momoa is doing that. Um, he Man had a movie. So what? What else is next? Uh, I, I would say I would say just stop where they're ahead. I mean, yeah. Barbie's your Barbie's your biggest profit. So of course you can't. Be, oh, not with your Barbie. We're gonna go ahead and do this other thing that no one probably plays with. You know, I get but it. Money, but money. They're not gonna make. They're not gonna make money. They're not gonna. They're not gonna. There's no other property that is as beloved, I don't think, like this, where you're going to have everyone that's on their A game, right? Everyone, Everyone's on their A game. People probably been in the movie for favors because they know they believe in it so much. You know, so passionate about it. I don't know any other toy or product that Mattel made that's like, you know what? I got I got, I got to do that. I, I, Thomas I the Tank Engine. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. but we had a Thomas Tank the Tank but, Engine movie. Does anyone remember that horrifying movie that Alec Baldwin was in? Oh God! No, what yeah. was that? No, oh, it was that was a movie. What um, movie was we'll, it? Yeah, so we'll say another guy. What forty five supposedly, and they want in production pre production revenue. That, that's not gonna happen. Probably two of those. Once they start doing another movie, and and. Okay, maybe we should reconsider. It's like the the Universal Monster Universe. Remember that? That's that supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the and, Dark uh, Universe. Dark Universe. The what? One movie bombed and they didn't do it anymore. So you should you shouldn't. Don't get too ahead of yourselves. You know, try another one. If if you get great reception, okay, but don't say, oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna make so many of these. And when does it happen? People are gonna call you. Call hey, I'm, I'll be the first one. Hey, I thought you're supposed to do 45 supposedly movies because Barbie did well. What what happened to those movies? You know. Mm-hmm. And to inter- uh, to go back to what you're saying, Mac, that Alec Baldwin movie movie was Thomas and the Magic Railroad. The hell was that? A 2000 movie. Interesting. Did he shoot Thomas? No. No. Um, but fun fact, this isn't the first Mattel movie I saw in theaters. Do you want to know which one I saw? Which one? Max Steel, back in 2016. Does anyone remember Max Steel? I remember that movie coming out, but I didn't see it. No one did. I'm the only no one, one of eight, eight people that... I'm pretty sure if I made a Max Steel video, I'd probably be in the top three most mm-hmm. viewed. Because one is Chris Duckman, two is Dumbsville, I'll be third. Because no one gives a shit about the movie. And they teased the sequel. And like I'm looking at like the Mattel films and... They got the Barney movie that's going to be produced by um, Daniel Kaluuya. They got Hot Wheels, American Girl, Big Jim, 
Chaffee, Kathy, and Betsy Wetsy, Christmas Balloon, Magic 8-Ball, Major Mason, Matchbox, Polly Pocket, Rock'em Sock'em Robots with Vin Diesel. I do remember they announced that. Oh, wait, wait, wait. So the Polly Pocket movie is going to be made by Lena Dunham, who I cannot stand. (laughs) And it's going to star Lily Collins, I believe, as Polly, but I don't want a Polly Pocket movie. I feel like they need to wait. They already got their sights on the Barney, and I think that's going to be another good, you know, interesting film because it's supposed to take a dark take on the character of Barney. And to me, like in Magic 8-Ball movies, just sounds like a horror movie. <laughs> it's like Wish Upon with Jilly King. Yeah, that's all I could think of. I was like, like what? the more I think about it, but... You're not excited for Rock of Sock and ro- Robots? No. And I think they need to relax with all the Mattel movie projects. We don't need like 40 of them that they then we We got Tom, yeah. Thomas and Friends, the movie, Uno, Viewmaster, and Wishbone. These are all to be announced. That's too much. I'll tell you what, if they if they do like a, a horror like Viewmaster or Uno, that could work. That that I think I think that could work. Viewmaster yeah. especially. I I I, I can see I can see a horror. If you do it real good, if you get like, but I, if you get, you have to get eight forty four somebody to, yeah. to do to do that. But I think it, I think it could possibly work if they do horror. Um, I would I would think you know you could you could do horror, you make it, but you master I think for sure you make it a horror movie. Get like eight twenty four somebody. You could be like you know talk to me and get a sequel or something like that. So I think that movie that could work. Well, it's not going to be a billion dollars. I'm not sure what their goal is with trying to do all these, you know, obviously you want to be profitable, but you got to be realistic, you know. But dude, um, Rock'em yeah. Sock'em Robots, that could be awesome. It could be like Real Steel Part 2, but Red and Blue, who would you go for? I'd go with Blue. Well, yeah, see, you already got Red Steel, so it, I mean, it's going to be, you already have a basis, so it's going to be pretty much the same story, I guess. Yeah, I don't know how what you it's would gonna, do with that. But It's yeah. going to be Vin Diesel, produced by Vin Diesel. Oh god! So the the rock and sock is like you know what we're brothers, so we're family. We need to turn against the people controlling us. <laughs> Yo, book that, Vin. If you, I know you listen to this. I know it. You need to write that down, and I will write. I will cam. I will write the next two or one Fast and Furious movies if you let me be in the rock and sock movie. Let me be like. And let me be one of the, let me control red because red's the best color. Um, I they're gonna be brothers and be like, we need to fight against our oppressors because we're family. Then red's red or blue's gonna die. He's like, no, then you're gonna live a normal life. Mm-hmm. I just predicted the plot, but yeah, I'm excited for the Barney movie. That that's gonna be interesting. I hope it's like the Wonder Split, the Banana Splits movie. All right, should we grade the Barbie movie? I guess. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All right, James, what do you get the Barbie movie? Uh, I will. I, I'll say. I'll say an A. It, it is my top four. It, it, yeah, it's my it's my fourth best movie of the year so far. So I'll Ooh. say an A. Okay, Mac. What do you rate it? B plus. B plus. I gave it an A. So like an A minus. I think I gave it a nine out of ten on my review. So yeah, excellent. I'm happy the Barbie movie made everybody happy. Um. Guys, let us know what you thought of the Barbie movie in the comments down below. For now, let's jump into the box office. All right. So the box office reports for this past weekend of August 4th through 6th. So coming in at number 10 is Elemental um, with $1.3 million. Number nine is Indiana Jones. 
$1.9 million. Talk to me, the new horror movie uh, distributed by A24. It's $6.2 million. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning comes in number seven with $6.6 million. Sound of Freedom comes in at number six with $7.5 million. Haunted Mansion is number five with $9.2 million. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem comes in at number four with $28 million. Oppenheimer finishes strong with three at the three spot with $29.1 million. The Meg 2 comes in at $30 million. And Shocker, Barbie is still number one with $53 million. Now, James, you saw Talk to Me, did you? I did. I did see Talk to Me. I did. I did. <laughs> So, what is the premise of that movie? I saw the trailer, and I'm like, is this the Bye Bye Man, or, like, what? Um, It's better that I don't tell you what what it's about, because that's part of why the movie's so good, mm-hmm. right? Like, you see the trailer, and the trailer doesn't really tell you what it's really about. Um, I would say this, it's it's really, for me, okay, the reason why I like it so much is the horror is rooted in something real, right? Mm-hmm. For me, it's... uh. It's it's a, it's an emotion, right? It's it's grief, and it's like it's like the Babadook. You seen the Babadook? Um, by the way, Australian are killing in horror, in my opinion. But yeah, it's about because itself isn't movie itself is scary. But when you put your mind, like if you were in the same situation as mm-hmm. like these characters, I'm like you know you're you're black like we we don't we don't do things like this. We ain't gonna oh, hell talk no. to some damn we ain't gonna talk to some damn hand, but. When you see why why she's doing it, why I'm like okay, I I I, I can understand that, you know. Especially mm-hmm. me, I can I can really relate to what what she's going through, and so. But I'm like, yeah. So I, the movie's good. Uh, it's definitely not for everybody. Like if you don't like bl- uh, body horror, uh, um, you, you're not gonna you're not gonna like it. It's, it's, it's just an A24 horror movie. You know, you either love it or you hate it. There's never any in the middle. It's either one or the other. They just announced a sequel for it, and I've I was been say, really yeah, wanting to not uh, watch it, but uh, I'm curious to see it. So uh, happy to see that A24 is going to make another horror sequel. I mean, this is not the first horror sequel that they have. I mean, they did Pearl or a prequel. Right. Yeah, I think they're going that direction because I guess a prequel for this already been shot. So I think they're going to do. Uh, and. First, I was like, I don't know how I feel about a sequel, but I'm not spoiling it. I'm not going to spoil it, but there's different ways they can go. I, they could do a prequel, which I, I would like, or they, they, they could do a sequel. I hope they go the prequel route because they don't really ever kind of talk about the origin of this like per hand, right? They don't talk about that. So right. that would be an interesting avenue to go to. Um, I just, I'm not sure. I don't want a sequel to be like a continuation of the story. I don't, I don't think, because to me, it should have been one and done. Uh, that's why. That's why. Like, I don't like movies that do well in a sense because, like, oh, they probably do a sequel when it's unnecessary for it to be a sequel. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but with this, there's different avenues they can go in. Hopefully, I'm sure it's an A24, and you know, they, I'm sure they're gonna they're, they're doing smartly. If it feels like Blumhouse or something. You know, it's gonna be all oh, this. Let's just continue the story, and we'll get to five, and then we'll do a prequel. You know. So if it's an A24, I, I have faith that they're gonna, you know, do a. Do do a, a good a proper part two, so hopefully fingers crossed. So. Did anyone see Haunted Mansion? I did not. I, I did. How was it? Because I heard it's good, but it's not making any money. Uh, not good. Uh, I don't. I don't, <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't know who the movie's for. That, that that that's my thing. I don't know who the movie's for. Like the first hour of the movie, not nothing happens that's you know and so for me if 30 minutes a movie is okay 
the whole you know the run the whole thing needs to be good. You can't just have an hour of nothing. I don't know how they got all this cast. Uh, you know, I guess it shows that Disney just have so much money. They can just pay these people and go put out crap. And and I think as I said, my review. Look, if you love Disney, that's fine. I love the property, but you got you got you got to tell them there's an L in wow because they're gonna keep putting out crap. We got to stop making movies on rides. Pirates of Caribbean works. Nothing else works. Stop stop trying to stop trying to do this. And um, I told people, Fun Man is gonna do bad. They didn't believe me. Box office is a perfect indicator. If if no one's watching the movie. No matter how good you think it is, if no one's seen it, then, then then no one cares. I feel like Haunted Mansion should have just been like a Disney Plus original instead of taking a box office risk, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. But what do That's I what know? Think. What do I know? Yeah. Uh, Mac, I think that's it then for this episode. Do you think? Yes, it is. All right, guys, our next episode will be our special 2008 special, Max, highly anticipated episode that we've yes, been the, wanting my, to cover. My personal favorite year of film and what really got me into a lot of the films and really shaped what we know the industry now today. It is true. It? it is definitely. Actually, well, we've, we've got to talk about something. We've got to talk about um, Greta Gerwig. Did you mention in the opening? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, opening. yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. I, I, that's my favorite director now, so I got to make sure we, oh, okay. we, we, we oh, honor so, her. All right, so Jane, what was your first experience with Greta Gerwig? Uh, it's gonna, it's gonna be uh, Lady Bird. Uh, okay. As soon as I saw Lady Bird, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna put put this writer director. I'm gonna put her on my floor, my radar. Um, and so, and then when I saw what was the first second movie she did, uh, little, oh, little, little woman. Little women. I was like, oh, she's she, two she, she for two. And then when saw Barbie, it solidified to me that she does not disappoint. The quote uh, come out with hey, when she shoots, she doesn't miss. Um, and now she's now she's my favorite director. Before I still like Sophia Coppola too. That's probably they're, they're probably one in one but yeah, I'm a proud Greta Gerwig fan and proud to say it. You know, she got a billion dollar film. I could I couldn't be happier. Uh for her, you know, to be to breaking records, um, right? More deserving, I can think of more deserving person. So, um, exactly, so I'm, I'm glad, I'm happy for. Her, so, yeah, I'm very happy for her too. Actually, my first experience too with Greta was Lady Bird. I think Barbie's still going to be my favorite of hers, though. But I like Little Bird. I Lady Bird, not Little Bird. Little, little Bird. Little Bird. Little Bill. <laughs> little Bill. Oh my god. Oh my god. Uh, but Lady Bird would have to be my second favorite. Then Little Women. I wasn't a huge fan of Little Women. I didn't. It's not. It's no Christian Bale Little Women. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna put that one as my third. But I didn't see the other film that she like co-directed. But uh, yeah, Mac. And what was your first experience with Greta? It was Lady Bird, and I watched it at home. This was the first Greta Gerwig I saw, movie I saw in theaters, and I, I enjoyed it. So maybe next movie she does. I see she's writing the Snow White movie, so that's a hard pass. But uh, next movie she directs, I'll see it in the theater. She's going to do the Narnia films for Netflix. The, the Narnia? Mm-hmm. Chronicles and Narnia movie for Netflix. Man, leave that shit alone. Don't rest with my childhood. Bring back the Spiderwick Chronicles or Lemony Snicket's series of unfortunate events. Well, they did that on Netflix too. They did that series with uh, that was Neil Patrick Harris. I did like that. that um, 
But yeah, bring back like Spider-Man Chronicles or something. That's one that he's I love Narnia, but like, you know. Uh, anyways, guys, uh, James, thank you so much for joining us. This was a really fun, fun episode. Uh, where can all the good people find you? You can find me uh, primarily post right now on, on Instagram at I'm James Shaw. Keep it nice and simple. Also post on TikTok uh, with the same name. So, yeah, this has been a pleasure, uh, you know, chatting with you guys. Uh, I, I'm glad you guys, you know, invited me on to this talk about Barbie. And, uh, yeah, thank you again, guys. It was fun. Yes, thank you for coming, James. You're always a favorite, and we're always happy to have you. Um, Mac, what's happening in Barbie land, don't you think? What'd you say? You cut out. I said it was a good time in Barbie land, don't you think? Yeah, it needs more uh, fake beaches, though, and I want some more uh, flat feet. You know Tarantino probably was like, I gotta see the Barbie movie. It's in cinema. It's, it's, it's fine. I knew you were gonna get that in there, but guys... <laughs> mm. Guys, this has been our episode. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in to next week as we talk about 2008 films and be so sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and hit up our Patreon page. Yes, $2 a month. If you join, you get early access to videos, podcast episodes, podcast topics, and the first breaking news on the show. That's $2 a month on Patreon. Excellent. So we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. My face. Here to here, baby. It's a new day. I've been counting out the blue faces. Yeah, my tires running out the pavement. I'm a bullshit. I don't hear a word he's saying. I don't hear a word he's saying. Nah, fuck you in the lane you came with. Me and you ain't on the same shit. You ain't in my lane, bitch. Nah, all that shit in fifth. Probably on my wrist. Ay, baby, you a son. I'm my only wish. I'm counting blue honeys. I'm too money. My little bitch, you too lovely. Yeah, hanging up and calling me right back. Like, baby, why you calling me like that? Yeah, getting high with the seat, lay back. Baby, gon' relax, yeah. Hey, they don't know the half, yeah. No matter what happened, I got your back. Baby, that's the facts, yeah. That's the facts, yeah.